Welcome to Leap Into Your Story podcast, where you discover your inner story, break down the process, and meet others who've done it so you can leap into your own story. We interview amazing guests who provide powerful insights that inspire you to get your story told. Be sure to visit our website at leapintoyourstory.com, and while you're there, subscribe and like us via your favorite social media network. Now sit back, get ready to take some notes, and let's get started. This episode of Leap Into Your Story podcast is brought to you by Leap Into Your Story course. Visit leapintoyourstory.com where you have a guide to get your story told. I'm Victoria Anderson and welcome to Leap Into Your Story podcast where you discover your inner story, work through the processes and meet others who've done it. Uh, We interview great guests that provide powerful insights and help to inspire you to get your story told. So be sure to visit my website at leapintoyourstory.com. And while you're there, subscribe and like via your favorite social media. So in this episode, I'm going to discuss gathering your courage for your story matters. Uh, And so now let's begin. So sit back, get a notepad and two pens ready, and let's get started. So my guest today is um, the amazing Amalia Grace. She's a dancer, teacher, and choreographer, and sound channeler. But today, we're going to talk about Amalia, the author. So in 2010, she began her writing her story on her transformation and launched it in 2019 on her 70th birthday. So she currently lives in Brisbane, Queensland, Australia, and has several unfinished manuscripts that are waiting for us to explore. So Miss Amalia, why don't you go ahead and talk a little bit about um, your journey, and then we'll dive into some questions. Mm. Yeah, the journey was huge. So when you begin uh, and start to be a writer, and I'm uh, I'm a memoir writer, so I it's quite different to writing. If you've got an idea to write a story, which is a a, a novel, um, but we have to uh, writing a memoir is like writing a novel, so that it needs to have as much. Um, impact and story and push uh, the audience, your readers along the way. So my journey, I actually started writing in 2010. And the section that I'm uh, writing about is when I transitioned from being a choreographer and a dancer, etc. And was looking after my aged father and a ho- uh, and delving deeply into healing myself, past lives, and inner child work, um, and it was it, and and wanting to become uh, able to carry more light, to be able to feel, I uh, I have become a clairsentient. I'm still not not a clairvoyant, except under certain under dreaming state. Mm. Um, <clears throat> the journey itself was huge, so. Uh, 
one time I went to see an, another author um, publish her book and promote it on a footpath up in the Sunshine Coast where I was living. And uh, she, when she said she took seven years to write it, to get it into that publication completion, it was like, oh, my God, is it really going to take that long? Well, guess what it did? Um, I wrote solidly for two years every day. I'm a cafe writer and uh, I used to write in the cafes which overlooked the ocean. So I had a lot of, um, lot of visual stimulus. I had uh, fresh air and um, partly why the other manuscripts are on hold is because uh, COVID totally changed that uh, last year and the cafes uh, that I was working in closed down. And I decided to relocate here. So um, you're on a journey anyway, but when you start to be a writer and write your own personal story, you're definitely on a journey. Yes, indeed. Well, yes, and I remember um, seeing those posts because you and I have uh, connected like, at least a decade. <laughs> I think it's been at I least a decade. So. Yeah, I think it I has think, been. Yeah. Yeah, I, I yeah so. online. Um, and mm. I remember you writing or um, mentioning and, you know, uh, talking about that while you're in the cafes. Um, but I will tell you, and sorry to hear about the cafe that, you know, helped to inspire you, but uh, statistically, the pandemic has actually helped memoir writers. <laughs> uh, yeah. They're locked yeah. down. Um, They've got time. Is good, yes, but there's something about, you know, and, and to be honest, in the writer's world, you know, memoirs are kind of poo-pooed a little bit, you know, unless you're a famous person. But mm -hmm. the, the tide of change has really come. Um, and people are looking for memoirs more than any other time because they're searching for answers because the pandemic has provided them some solitude to reflect and mm -hmm. they want to know they want to read about other people who've been through certain situations that they have mm. so the memoir market has just skyrocketed um yeah. yeah, so that's in the States. That's very interesting. Um, that's happening. I'm not necessarily aware of that at the moment here, but um, not to say that I won't. Um, so I ended up being, because of that, I ended up being self-publishing. Um, but it, um, I did actually get it to, so I, so I took two years solid to write it all. So this is a big book. It, it's ended up 120,000 um, um, words. So it's not a it's not a little book. Um, it's got a lot of information in it. Uh, it's got a lot of research information. As I've gone along the way, I've talked about Louise Hay. I've talked about Wayne Dwyer. I've talked about um, you know the cellular biologist and the whole process of healing and how things shift and. I've got a lot of uh, channelings in it, all my, lots of, many of my healings, some of the um, very important shifts that happen within healing processes, ceremonies, and of course, Peru, going to Peru. But then I spent, after having finished 
what I thought was the baseline, which was what ended up being the baseline. I probably didn't realise that at the time, but it needed a lot of editing. Um, <clears throat> then I, <clears throat> I thought, well, <clears throat> I'll try and get it. I'll just have a glass of water to um, send to a couple of publishing houses. And um, the process of sending to publishing houses, you need to learn how to do a book proposal. Now, it's a whole other form of writing and it's completely <laughs> different. I mean, just trying to find, so it took me a year just to source all the different ways of doing a book proposal. But not only that, because my uh, story encompasses a huge variety of different ideas, um, writing a book proposal helped me to get a real handle on uh, what my book was about, who was the audience, who is it for, and what am I trying to say in, in detail about it so that I can advertise and promote. And of course, um, being the creative person that I am, being a choreographer, I've never been a marketer. So it was a huge learning just to learn how to get your, your log line, you know, the one, the one line at the top, which um, and we, I did this over, over and over and over again and then ended up with the person who did publish my book with me. And so my log line is for, um, I don't know if you can, of course, this is back to front, isn't it? Igniting the yeah, cosmic dance. No, that's dance. fine. We can see it. Yes. Can you see it? I can. So I've got the yes. uh, flower of life on there. Yep. Um, and so it's uh, an awakening to star lineage and the codes of light. That's what that bottom says. Um, dances vulnerability encourages the spiritual evolution. Just trying to get that uh, one line and also the back book blurb. It's such an art form and it took many rewrites and uh, assistance with different people. And I sent it to uh, two different publishers um, and one of them uh, sent back a, um, a positive rebuttal is all I can say because what they apparently um, they if they're not interested you won't actually hear back um, and I got a letter saying after much consideration we decided that it was not appropriate for our um, next um, you know series of publications so that meant that it had gone to the table to the main you know to be tabled and to be discussed after that I kind of you know, lost the impetus and left it for a year because some another story was emerging, which it was an emotional story that I just had to get out onto onto paper, onto the writing, and it took over. So there's a year there. Um, then I, it, it was obviously all designed because you need the space to get a different objective view of it before you go back again. Not necessarily yeah. a year, of course, not in any way necessarily a year, but it, it was what it was. And in the process, I matched up with um, a friend, a woman who was um, also doing dancing tango, um, who was wanting to go to Peru. And I gave her my manuscript and said, here, you read this, the, you know, the sections where I'm, I've gone to Peru and I've, you know, 
uh, experienced ayahuasca and wachuma and all the ceremonies. And after she came back, unbeknownst to me, this is this is spirit guiding one in a very positive way. She lived down the road in a house. We'd, we'd been talking to each other and we didn't know we lived in the same street. Uh, also, she had done um, major majored in English 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 writing novels and creative writing. So she then became my editor, and um, that we did through, that took a whole year. We did three run-throughs, and she kept she edited at different kind of perspectives. And the final edit that she did, she was really looking at. Okay. She would say to me, huh, this, you know, like my spiritual uh, stuff, I would just presume that other people would understand it. <laughs> and, she, and, and, she, <laughs> and she said, please explain. So I had to go into more detail. So that's why instead of it being uh, 210,000 words, it ended up being 200, uh, 120,000 words um, because it was like, please explain in many, many areas so that it was much more detailed. And um, so the book itself is actually um, pretty good. Uh, I'm told by many people they were how surprised they are how well written it is. And um, I, my heart goes out always to my friend Susie who um, made that happen. Wow. You know, I put I put some. So you have to, you have to get an objectivity about your story when you've got to a point where it, somebody else is helping you edit it, and not be too uh, precious about how you say things. Um, of course, sometimes that has come up but not as much as I expected it might have. Um, yeah, so it's just incredible process. And it's really important to have people around you, be in a writing group, maybe get to get to have a, a, other people who are in the genre that you're writing. Um, I'm, I'm not presuming here that all of your audience is going to be doing a spiritual story. Um, so uh, whatever your genre is, and that's important to find out where are you marketing and targeting um, your story and the kind of age bracket. And often, of course, it will cover a, a big age bracket. But if you refine it to know that you're doing a specific area, um, mine is not just for women. I have had uh, men read it and just been you know loved it and found that the information that's involved in there and all the contacts to other writers and uh, healers and new age information it's got a big um, bibliography at the back um, so it's not just for women but that's important to know what you're who you're writing for and of course that can take a long time <laughs> 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 a long time yeah yes well I can relate to a lot of what you're saying um, I can write my books and of course uh, I I laugh I'm like I'm really not an an author I'm more of an editor because it takes me about two years to write each book and 10 years to edit <laughs> which is yeah that sounds you know, right yep <laughs> Um, yeah. And I, I've had a, 
a longtime editor who I drive nuts. I, I probably aged her because <laughs> she'll go ahead and edit. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to edit. And then I'll edit after her editing. And then she's got to ed- re-edit over my edit. So, but yeah, it's, it's been a, a crazy, uh, it almost 20 years. Well, yes, actually it is almost 20 years. So, but uh, mm. yeah. So wow. since we from mm. the uh, started to, um, and to now I've got three books. So the first one is Touched. And um, I have the other two, uh, Trial by Fire and Mastering the Paradox. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, when I wrote it, I wrote it mainly, you know, for myself. Um, I know that in your notes, you had mentioned that you had so many uh, supernatural or spiritual things that you, you were compelled to write. And that's mm-hmm. kind of, and mine are so, you know, abundant that it took three books to tell my story. Because <laughs> all three of them are my mem. I don't write a memoir. I write memoirs. So <laughs> the series, yeah. the series, yeah. not the book, but the series. So yeah, fan- um, fantastic. Yeah, that's great. But yeah, and well, my, yeah, the first book was over 500 pages. And mm-hmm. yeah, I, you know, when I first started and finished the, the final draft of it, you know, sending it off to, you know, the publisher, you, right, you said, that's a whole different set of different writings. You have to do your, you know, synopsis and you have to send a couple of chapters sometimes and then waiting for the letter. And lucky for you, you got the gracious, you know, letter of, you know, at least we're going to contact you, but, you know, they just kind of go yeah. through the ethers. But in but 2000, at least consideration, that's yes. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, it's kind of like, you know, the, 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 the nothingness is worse than a rejection letter because you're like, I want to know. I would say it would be very, yeah, yeah. Be very, I very mean, hard. Agree. I mean, that was yeah. one of the things when I had the first book done. And I was doing it the conventional way where you send out your query and get your synopsis mm. and and you send them to a couple of publishers and you're like, well, should I eat and see if something, you know, because what if I have to send it to more publishers? You know, so the, it was like, yes, I, I was kind of relieved when I got a rejection letter because then I can go, okay, cross you off the list, try to cross you off. But mm-hmm. uh, in 2000. 14 I actually signed on with a publisher and they were interested in all three books wonderful Um, so I was Mm. yeah I was so happy about that um the two books were written the third book was just starting so it gave me the incentive to kind of hurry up and get that third book done and then the publisher went belly up so, oh no yeah oh no so it's like wow. the saga saga and i says finally um has, had they paid you had they paid you any they in had, advance they had you? they had to, but they were they had kept they did keep in contact and saying that you know the uh, deadline for when they you know it was supposed to be spring of 2015 and then it moved to spring of 2016 and then the communication <laughs> just went off the radar and the editor Uh, never 
responded and their phone mm. number was their website, their phone number was gone. Um, mm. but, well, a fair, yeah, fairly soon after I'd um, got that, well, had that year of doing nothing on it, then uh, Hay House. Hay House were coming out to us to Sydney for a Hay House writers of um, workshop. Oh, so yeah. I flew down to, flew down to Sydney and did their workshop. And part of doing their work, uh, work physical workshop, you of course can present a manuscript. So I decided to present oh, that manuscript again. And also they gave us the opportunity to buy the online workshop. Um, which is um, at a much uh, reduced rate. It was only 200 Australian dollars, as opposed to, I think, if you go straight on to Hay House and, and buy that, I think something like $1,000. Wow. So it was extensive. So that, again, then gave me a chance to present something else. Um, but, of course, I didn't, I didn't win any of them. But it, it, it meant that I... Uh, they gave examples in both instances they gave examples of other um, manuscripts that had uh, won in the past and been published and um, at the time so I'm talking now uh, just before it was 2017 um, that of course with the what's current is is the food revolution and all the food revolution books were yes. taken up, like crispy cancer, and um, uh, yeah, and quite a few of those. Um, so memoir is not really, as you say, it's not big, and having it um, having it self published is really probably the way to go, unless you are a famous person. Um, <clears throat> but make sure that you still do the same kind of work that you pay for an editor that you really have someone help help with the book cover design and um uh, all of that so that it, you put it out it this looks like a professional book you know it looks like a a professionally published book yes. it doesn't look like a new um do it yourself, yes. <laughs> it's high grade. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's right. So if you're going to put the effort in to write it, you may as well also put the effort into getting it as best as you possibly can so you give it a chance. Right. And keep learning, learn how to do things. Um, we're never too old to learn. Yes. Well, it keeps, the, keeps the, the synapses in the, in, in the mind sharp. Um, there's mm. something about writing that no, nothing else, I think, works the brain <laughs> like writing. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe reading is the next thing, but um, writing has oh, certainly um, yeah. has sharpened a whole lot of skills, you know, especially editing, because mm. you're when you go through something, you, it may not hit you, but then you go through it again and you're like, man, I missed that word. And so it sharp, it trains you to look for the details that, you know, it works your focus and your alertness, um, at least in mm. my experience, I don't know. But all I know is when I'm in editing mode, my entire rest of my life, it becomes a whole lot sharper and focused. Too. <laughs> I, that just might be me, but 
Um, but yes, after, especially if, it, if editing like two, 300 pages of manuscript, mm. <laughs> I'm mm. stuck in that mm. editor mode. So everything's mm. just, I don't know, heightened after that. It's kind of hard, a little hard to explain, but, but it does something to your perception. Um, Mm. most definitely like it's it's skills skills it or or works that certain part of the brain um again well it's yes that's right whereas when you're writing you're working with the intuitive brain and then when you're editing you're working from the rational brain you know so we're actually working with the two balanced uh different um sides of the brain Um, see there is science to my madness right (laughs) there is yeah, there is indeed. Good, good to know. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, um, well, one of the things that um, one of the questions you asked is like, did I? What did I learn? And are there cathartic, cathartic yes. moments? Um, uh, definitely, there are because depending on what period you're writing as a memoir writer and your own personal story. To, to really get to the truth, one does need to dig deep, um, which means going very much within and pulling up those memories so that you're, um, you're really remembering the detail of it. And you have to almost put yourself into a meditative state yes. in the, uh, to feel and to be able to express the feeling and the, the shocks or the trauma or whatever it is. And, of course, that is going to bring up the tears and uh, and but but the love lovely thing of that is that once you've done that section that cathartic section which may have been then it's gone so once it's on paper it's kind of done and like for instance now um it's what is it it's two years since the book was published and um I'm now developing my art so that's one of my that's um I was just um, going to ask you, I says that that looks like one of your beauties behind you. Mm, that's a mandala I'm doing. So that's why my mailing list haven't heard from me because I've, I've gone into a real cave and then into a very different creative place and relocated. And yeah, I've got quite a lot of different art. And these, these are some of my, this is just a journal, art journal. So I got, so again, you can't, probably can't tell what that says. It says got, words, uh, words and, and stories. And stories, yes. Words, words Wild, and stories. The, we, we are, cre- what does that say, creators? Okay. So stories mm-hmm. are wild cre- creatures. Oh, creatures. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that was a little, um, yeah, so I'm really getting into watercolours. So that one up there is uh, acrylic. Uh, it's not uh, watercolour, but I'm exploring lots of watercolours and I've got the next lot of codes, Ascension codes developing. So from that large Ascension code program, uh, which is people can go and um, meditate and work with both sound and, and image, I'm now decoding each one of the glyphs that were uh, that came through in channel through in those codes. So. Um, it will probably be a series of cards in one process. So there's one I can show you. Let's see if I can just get, I've got one here in, oh.
Oh, very nice. Wow. Mm. Yeah, that's beautiful. So that one I actually channeled through oh, wow. on the day of the day of the US the presidential elections and it's called redemption. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, and then I just then there was lots and lots. Um, so getting back to the writing, let's get back. <laughs> <laughs> so that's to be continued. Um, people are interested sometime, you know, they can go onto my mailing list and they will soon receive some information about it all. Yeah. Um, no, so I you're love, wanting I to know. One. I love the one behind you, by the way, because I know. Yes. Uh, well, we'll we'll talk about your website um, at the end. This way, everybody knows um, all the assortments <laughs> that you have have to offer. Because mm -hmm. you're like me, you're multi-dimensional. And, you know, of course, yeah. I do ceramics and, and art, too. So oh, beautiful. Um, yes. Um, and actually, and you're a re real estate agent, is that right? Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. And that list is now podcasting. So, yes, it's it's just kind of. And as as you notice, it's Victoria, which is V-Y-K-T-O-R-Y-A. Mm. That's actually mm. my artist name. That's my artist. Uh, brand. So, oh, right. Lovely. So mm. all my, that's all my artwork and my branding is all underneath that for at least my artwork. So, <laughs> so yes, but we, we, you know what, I will do another show um, certainly about um, art. And um, of course I'm working on a book on journey as an artist too. So okay. there's about three, right. three other yeah. books I'm working on. Um, mm -hmm. So there's one, my, mm. my, second book is trial by fire but my journey as a ceramic artist is going to be journey through the fire so <laughs> oh right wow that's fantastic yeah so, um so you were asking one of the questions you were asking is how my story has helped others so yes um let's talk about that what I thought was the best way um, to define it was to actually give you some um, testimonials uh, that have okay. come from other people. The, I always knew that when I was writing my story uh, and once I got to the end of it, that it was going to uh, be, there were three main levels that people could come into it. There would be, I was really writing it for a lot of light workers like myself and their journey. And I knew that at, because I'm talking about um, some, many of my development goes through with some of the major galactic um, alignments and, you know, the return of the Magdalene flame. And I think things like that in 2004, 2005, 2010, 999, uh, you know, many of those uh, experiences and the mature light workers have all contributed and been um, uh, doing likewise work at that time. So there are those uh, who um, that and um, yeah, sorry, I'll so this comes from actually Karen, who in fact, many of her channelings, so she journeyed along with me in the story and I would have go down and see her and have diff, uh, healings and 
always get her to channel information afterwards. So it was quite interesting when I sent her the book and she spent quite a bit of time before she got to read it. But then she did write. Um, and so what she said here is, although most of the journey occurred during a very different time period before the internet, online workshops and gatherings, it reminded me how much personal experience and the magic of an unfolding physical quest is itself the teacher. Resources miraculously manifest to help us create our own particular journey. Amalia demonstrates the mechanics of the spiritual development evolution through the magical synchronicity of people, money, situations simply appearing in response to heartfelt intention and compulsion. Surrender, determination, and fearlessness, and through grace and love itself. Um, so I thought that was quite beautiful. But these are some of the others that I'd like to. So there's uh, then there's the person who has dabbled and put their feet in spirituality, but maybe not gone in the direction of which um, I had. Um, so... This is a woman from New Zealand, Anita. She said, your book resonates so strongly with me and has set me off on a new path of cosmic exploration. Normally I read fast because I'm a knowledge greedy guts, but your book took me ages as I reread passages, researched new concepts, groups, music and language that I knew nothing of, but which resonated so strongly. I'm just letting the book settle to see what I want to attend, but I tingled all over when I read the last chapter on Soul Line Clearing. So she hadn't known very much about light language. Maybe there's not a lot of light language um, speakers in, um, in New Zealand. I don't know. Um, then I've got another one, which is um, from Helga. She's over in, I think, Norway or Sweden. Um, the first chapters have been very captivating and has woken up many slumbering parts of myself about how I've been traveling so far, my childhood, my inner child, my gifts and talents, the deep calling inside and much more. I can't wait to read the rest. So she did that initially straight after she'd only read the first three chapters. Um, and then when she'd finished, she said, I've started listening into more of my intuition and calling in my spiritual guide. So this is really beautiful because it, you know, it's really affected and initiated uh, somebody. In return, I've been flooded with energy. And after reading about your ayahuasca journey, on the, that night after I had, a, I had a big quickening, I woke up in the middle of the night with a pounding heart and felt my body expanding and exploding into everything and then I embodied a light that I can only describe as God's light. It was a massive experience and shocked me to my core. I find reading your book comforting and makes my experience not too crazy to deal with. Thank you for being an anchor for me. Now, this is one of the main reasons that I knew that I had to write my story and that I, was, I had the courage to actually be visible, even though it took, you know, sometimes I didn't feel I went into a lot of fear about that because I knew that there's a lot of spiritual people who don't speak about because it's you know you you don't 
in, in normal communities, you, it, you don't share that. But um, luckily I found, because I was going to the spiritual churches, so I found a lot of mediums and um, clairvoyants and um, just the right people always kept coming to be beside me. So that wasn't as much a problem for me, though though I, <laughs> though I do have to r realise that one time I was, I was still teaching the Queensland Ballet um, classical class and I was in a lot of pain one time and I stupidly told the one of the dancers, I said, oh, uh, I think one of my angel wings is broken. <laughs> he kind of thought I was absolutely crazy. So, <laughs> so I did learn not to speak about certain things with a, a certain group, the dancers. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and then I Sigrid and Sigrid actually her full um, testimonial is up on um, on Amazon on the Kindle on the Kindle site. She's got I absolutely love this book. Just couldn't put it down. I read it two times within one month. And most of all, I love that it is a real story, a personal journey journal of a woman awakening with lots of beautiful detailed descriptions of Amazon. Amalia's, the writer's spiritual experiences and development over a period of many years. I'm so happy having read this book, this as I have been slowly waking up to channeling, speaking, singing, and singing the language healing abilities. At times, I felt very lonely in this path, and that's another key reason why I knew I had to share um, for me, it is very reassuring and comforting and inspiring reading another woman's real experiences. And it has given me some necessary courage to take steps forward in my own development and healing. Connecting with Amelia, her story and her gifts and reading this book came for me at a time that I needed it. So it shows the, the different types of people and um, the, what it can uh, assist others in the process of reading. Yes. Very, very, very varied. Yeah. yeah that so was, I wanted to share all of that. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. It, well, it sounds like you actually had the opposite um, uh, of, you know, in my books, I thought everybody was going to be wowed by like these supernatural elements. <laughs> they were all interested in the drama. <laughs> And, and what you uh, felt, how you experienced it. Well, yes. what was funny is, um, you know, how you talk about, you know, some some people can't relate to the spiritual thing. So I didn't think about that. And what they could relate to was, you know, um, you know, conflicts with your mother, you know, at trying to yeah. be a free yeah. spirit yeah. when you have a, a controlling mother or, you know, boyfriend cheating on you and 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 um college you know i mean these are yeah. things that people can mess masses can relate but they can't always relate on um like say i in the first book i had um an encounter with a group of beings called the council not mm -hmm. everybody's going to you know understand that whole thing i barely understood it because it was a very mm. strange brief um timeline that mm -hmm. still you know is 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 hard to put into words but you yeah, know then you worry about, right. 
you know, what are, what are people going to say? I, when my, I launched my book, I didn't realize, um, that, you know, family members were going to buy it. <laughs> uh, I had clients, real estate clients, uh, you know, and there's <laughs> kind of some sex scenes in there and, you know, <laughs> all the drama, you know, they all loved it. They all loved mm-hmm. it. But yeah, you do worry about, you know, sharing things, I mean, and, and mastering the paradox. I mean, I, I yeah. talk about, yeah. um, I have a reptilian, a turtle reptilian alien coming to me from Marduk, mm-hmm. trying mm-hmm. to ask me about Jesus. I'm like, all right, <laughs> who's going to hire a real estate agent who's talking to reptilian aliens about mm-hmm. Jesus, right? <laughs> so <laughs> you put it all out there. It's part of your story. Mm-hmm. And That's you know what? yeah. It's yeah. It's what I wanted to write about, and you know, if you don't yeah. like it, don't read it. You know, don't. Well, you know. that that would uh, be my uh, that would be the time when my um my e- editor friend Susie would say question mark huh please explain better <laughs> you know please explain more. <laughs> oh, so like the my council goodness. explain what the council is. Yes. You know, so, oh, um, that's but, so funny. Yeah. I yeah, only relate the, with my editor, Marilyn. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so one of the um, one of the very important aspects that I learned, I, I found a writing men- mentor very early on. She wanted me to just do the first three chapters and present it to her, and then she was able to cut, you know, zone in on where my weaknesses were and how to get it better and one of the most important things that she gave me and I've always kept that with me uh, was that when you're writing about spiritual you're out out there spiritual experiences when you come back you have to anchor it in the reality so it's uh, it's like you've just had this you know amazing blissful feeling and you're in the fifth dimension or you're talking to the council that when you come back I'm just sitting here and I'm watching Ah, now my now I feel myself, and as I come back, um, ah, the cat next door is perched on top of the fence, just ready to jump at it, you know, birds. So, or else I've just been uh, up on the tenth floor, starting to channel in the cosmic dance of peace in Florida, and I go downstairs into the elevator, walk out onto the ground, onto the sand onto a sandy beach immediately and take myself into the water and, you know, ex- express and describe the feeling of the, you know, so that you're really always bringing that back into a grounding, into an anchoring place. So the reader can um, can find you. They can feel where you are. They can feel your experience of having been out there, but also you're a human constantly you're still a human telling a human story yeah oh that's great I love that advice that's awesome Mm. oh yeah fantastic yeah and the other thing that was interesting was that um Oh, I'll get to some of the advice in a fairly in a bit. I've got, I've got a whole list of information of of starting, of how to start, or how best to go about it. Um, if you're writing memoir, of course, not if you're writing a, a novel that you've got a story a storyline. Um, yeah, I don't know if you want me to go into some of that. Oh, and yes, um, yeah, that's and what I. 
that's what I'm yep. here for is to get information and get people past their fears, their doubts, um, more information, the better. And somebody mm -hmm. who has a lot of um, experience, absolutely. Be my, I would love to have that. Wonderful. Well, uh, before I get kind of lost in where I'm going, which I can do very easily, um, the tapping solution, absolutely essential for any writer or author. Mm. Uh, whenever you get to find a block, um, uh, just to tap tap the fears, tap the anxiety away. It's uh, just a wonderful sort of backup. Um, all right, so the advice I've got is um, to start writing bits of, of your story from wherever. So, for instance, I um, because my time in Peru, and I did take some journal notes, but not incredibly intensive because we were... It was a three-week shamanic journey, and wow. we were doing massive amount of work every day. Um, so write where you've got the, the greatest, the best memory of it and the most uh, intense feelings and experience of that. So um, it doesn't matter where you, you don't have to feel like you're writing from a beginning because that way you can actually put too much of a block on yourself. Mm. Um, and imagine it's like a jigsaw puzzle. So as you write, and they don't even have to be in running order. They can just be a, a little section. You go, oh, today I'll write about that. I feel that. And as you write a bit more, your dreams will start to uh, work with you. So you'll get that wake up with the impetus. Oh, I feel like I'll write about that today. And so over a period of time when you've got a lot of writing done, maybe after a year or so, depending on how, how many hours you allow for yourself to write, then it's like the jigsaw. Then you can start to see how you might put, them, put it together. Try and write for at least an hour each day, um, though I, in saying that I used to give myself the weekend off. I didn't, uh, didn't want to write on, that, on the weekend, took a bit of time. And um, when you first write, write it as a stream of consciousness. And the most important thing is do not edit. Don't even look at it. Maybe you can correct the spelling. That's about it. But leave it like that. And then for the next day and the next day, just continue writing a stream of consciousness. Um, because it's really important that you get distance from the initial writing so you can have more objectivity when you come back to actually edit. Um, because often we'll just want to try and get it perfect. And there's really no perfection in the writing process because you're growing with the process of your writing. And what you've written um, at the very beginning in the first few months, two years down the track, when you come back and look at it, you'll want to um, make it, you will have grown. So it, it, you'll definitely want to make changes. So um, don't edit all the time. Just leave it. Um, then find somebody that you can read it, uh, but also for yourself, when you do come back to edit, read it out aloud and he to hear whether it runs well, whether you've got commas in the right place, and then make some corrections. And then try and find a buddy, somebody who will, who's not going to be critical, there's no criticism, who's prepared to just sit 
and listen because there's a certain nervousness that one um, what I went through when I um, read to another person because you're already becoming visible and that there's that's got its whole um, aspect so I was really lucky that where I was was in a shared house and the woman that would sit and listen she'd actually started writing her memoir at the same time and after like seven years she actually did a process of learning and she's my publisher so she helped me with the self-publishing process so she did this massive learning of of uh, writing but then how to be a publisher how to first off how to put books up on kindle which was not that easy to change the manuscript yes. okay i've gotten gotten a bit off off here yes yeah, so find a buddy someone who the la, the least the most important thing you do not need early on is somebody to criticize it deeply because the, uh, that happened to me when I first started writing, which was like 10 years before. And um, I'd done a creative writing course. It was a six week you know, morning uh, creative writing course. And um, uh, the, the author asked me to come and join um, her in a little group there was one other guy there who was obviously doing had done the university creative writing and the criticism I got from him uh, I just I totally stopped writing um, and didn't go back to it and left it um, mm. so this is kind of really important and if you if you read it to some of your family and you don't feel like you're getting good support then just don't engage with them. You, yeah. you just know they're not the people that you're going to let know that you're writing this. So right. it's very important that you find other, other writers or other friends or other people who are prepared to be a um, non-critical writer until you've finished, uh, you know, an ear. <laughs> I can't tell you how important that was. So it was such a gift that I had um, Asia, uh, just sit and listen, you know, because at the time I was, of course, wanting to have some, oh, that's good, or, you know, my ego was needing that. But it was such a gift to just be able to read it out, go listen and go, okay, this, this doesn't sound quite right. That doesn't sound, I haven't explained. So if you can. And then, of course, um, if this is your first book, find a mentor. Find a writing mentor who's a professional writing mentor who, uh, who has um, experience and, and is, spends their time guiding people in writing um, and present just a few a couple of chapters for them to look at and get the feedback really early on as to what your writing style is and where you need to improve yourself. Um, that's also very valuable. Yeah. So then once you've written, written quite a lot, that's where you can start to go, all right, so how do I put it together? Do I want to have it all in order? Which you can, but writing a memoir is not a writing a biography or an autobiography. It doesn't need to do that. It can, you can start from one point and then have sit and have reflections and flashbacks 
or you can have dreams that relate to, or you can, um, you know, there are many ways that you can um, put it all as this jigsaw all together, which um, makes it really more interesting than uh, a, a sequential running of the story. Though in saying that, I have got sections that are that. Um, also work out whether you're going to write in the first person, the I, um, and whether it's in a past tense or a, um, or a present tense. So most of, just about the whole of the book, my book is written in past, uh, first person past tense. However, um, my writing mentor invited me to go um, to a workshop that she was doing. So she lives on the Sunshine Coast. Her name's Rose Allen, and she does um, a workshops which are called Writing from the Heart, Your Heart, and um, the other one is Your Story Matters. And so I did Rose's Writing from the Heart, and I'd already got my beginning. I thought that where I started was quite powerful, etc. But in the writing from the heart, she guided us to delve deeper and deeper and deeper into one of the most uh, periods of the most traumatic time. And so I, out of that, in fact, came the very beginning of my book, the first chapter. So it was quite interesting. And this chapter is written in present tense. And I'll just read a, a few moments. Okay. Um, and I've called it Dark Night of the Soul. So January 1993, tight neck, stomach flutters, nerves strung taut. I was agitated, unsettled. The moon-faced therapist with round, steely blue eyes looked straight through me. I shared my problems with her. And she walked to another room and on her return, placed a tiny brown bottle onto her table. Light from the window illuminated the bottle and threw a shadow upon a shiny brown wood. Take this vibrational essence, she said, six drops under the tongue. It will help you to meditate. My tension and anxiety still great. I desperately wanted to believe it was possible to find clarity from this one tiny bottle. So that's the only chapter that I've written in present. And um, it needed to have that immediacy. And then all the other, the rest of it is in past. Interesting. Yeah. I thought that was pretty interesting too. I mean, I went to see my writing mentor and talked to her about that. She said um, certain sections can be done like that. If it's um, a really tight, taut um, experience, then to write it in the present and of course, sometimes your dreams that can be written in present. Um, and that's another thing then with dreaming, you put it in italics uh, in a di different form of um, print. Um, and sometimes it's really valuable to leave the book altogether for a couple of months and, and get on with something different. And um, especially because this is, I'm talking about personal writing. Uh, yeah, that's I'm a big fan of that too because yes. you have to kind of let things settle. Yes, and, you have. See, yeah. I call it settling and simmering. <laughs> so, being that simmering. you know, mm, it takes definitely. me, you know, so many uh, the length of editing, and that's really kind of mm. where the time, of course, I've shrunk that now, but you know, as you get more mm -hmm. experience and you write more, you 
you know, you, you hit your learning curve better. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll edit a book. I'll <clears throat> leave it anywhere. Usually about two to three months. I get too busy, maybe six months and I mm -hmm. go back through it again and mm -hmm. see if everything is making sense, you know, and not, and not just about proofreading. If, you know, you have the typos, I mean, usually spell checks, but you know, the flow is very yeah. important. And that was some of the yeah. feedback that I got that, um, you know, my first book was 300, over 300 pages. And the person who gave me the feedback, she goes, oh no, it, it couldn't have been. And I'm like, I guarantee you, if you look at the book, it's going to say 335 pages. I mean, you know, five, you might have a couple of table of contents and an acknowledgement here, but that, that book was over 300. She goes, it read so quickly because mm. of the, the flow, the pace. You yeah, that's right. It was 300 yeah. pages. Um, yeah. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, and my, mine is uh, 500. See? 500 and yeah it's about 500 or oh, 420 25 wow yeah mm. yeah so, so cool. again yeah definitely flow and uh, keep going and then um if you're a beginner writer go to workshops go to writing workshops go, go to learn different things learning yeah. about i mean the hay house writers online course so if you can get i don't know if they're uh, I don't know if in your country you're able to get back into going into theatres and conferences yet. With, uh, not, with not quite. But Vegas, not I quite. think, is the only big town that's opened up, you know. <laughs> so, All right. Wow. But that's why well, I, one of the reasons why I figured do podcasts, because not only workshops, but, you know, listen to podcasts um, for mm. great information, too, and hopefully down the line. Um, I'm hoping to do maybe a writer's conference where you group everybody together online yeah. and, yes. you know, mm -hmm. uh, participate and share um, tips mm. and tricks, you know, maybe some graphic artists, some editors and things like that to just so everybody can be better and what they do. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So um, the the Hay House one was very valuable, the online one, because it was like going to 20 workshops because it's got all these, all the big names that they've got the, the, uh, speaking at different times about different things. And it was uh, very valuable, very informative. It was also very valuable to get practice at um doing the um, book proposals because I ended up doing you know two more book proposals um, so really writing is a massive journey and you it, when you start you kind of think oh I'm going to do this and get it all done but you can't do it in you can't do it in a day you can't do it in a year um, those people who write um, and do it in one year are usually very experienced writers and they have They've got a flow. They've got a system. These are most authors, and that might only be um, a seventy thousand word book. So, uh, whatever is right for you, and don't worry that it's uh, going to take you seven to ten years <laughs> to, to do it. Oh. 
Um, There's some of us uh, who needed that time, but just saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but lot, now, the not, now it's a two to three turnaround. <laughs> it, gets, it, gets, it gets easier. That's right. Of course yeah. it does, Victoria. Yeah. Um, and make sure you find a good editor if you're, if yes. you're going to be self-publishing. And there's such a lot of wonderful um, people that can help. They call it assisted self-publishing, um, whereby they're not actually a publishing house, but they'll do a lot of assistance with you. But, um, but be really look in depth on that because a lot of people get caught out. Um, and my sense is don't pay for one of those before you're actually fairly ready. Um, I know quite a few people have gotten caught, uh, uh, caught out with um, Balboa because they sign up for it. And of course, they've, they've only just started writing and they're not allowing their process to take more than three, two or three years. And um, yeah, and you don't want to feel uh, pressured by other people or, uh, I mean, unless you've got a proper publishing house, of course, in which case then you probably need to be pressured. But um, if you've got that choice, take the time um, and find a good editor and also start to make get a real understanding from the marketing aspect of who your audience is and where you're wanting to, what your target genre is. Um, and when it's finished, when you finish, then you need to get about five first readers. And then, of course, you start again from uh, editing and getting feedback. So you can have a variety of uh, readers, people who just like to read and it flows through. Others who have got more knowledge to say, oh, that question mark there, or I didn't understand that, or, um, yeah, and just keep going. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah, and have have the courage because uh, you will hit your fears at different times. Uh, once I got it into print for the first time we looked at the book, um, and that was a couple of months before uh, doing the launch, you know, the, it, it is a scary thing. And um, especially with some of the spiritual aspects that I'm talking about, um, to be visible be, to actually be visible and to understand what, how are you going to respond to that visibility? Um, on the whole, I haven't had, I've been lucky, I haven't had any, um, I haven't had any negative uh, hit back to me. I think people are less likely, maybe in our country, they'll read it or, or they'll get to a point, for instance, I had one person who was going to be a first reader I offered it to her, and she's a Christian, so she doesn't believe in um, she doesn't believe in past lives. So as soon as I she saw that I was writing about past life experiences, she said, "Oh, I can't read this." So, you know, there are different um, reasons for different people not being able to read it, and that's fine. That's okay. That's their journey, not mine. Right. And um, you will attract the people. To understand very much from a personal perspective and to get that inner truth within you that your story is absolutely going to attract the people who need it for you for them to read for their own development and you're not 
just writing the story for you, even though you are in one respect. You can write the story just for you and then not show it to anybody else if, if you're really wanting to have that uh, cathartic experience and let go of stuff that you no longer really need to hold on to. Um, but, you know, dig deep and have the courage to speak your truth. Absolutely. I agree. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This so I hope is, that's been helpful. Yes. Yes. This has been amazing um, information and time with you. So, Amelia, why don't we um, take a moment and tell listeners where they mm -hmm. can find more information about you? All right. Okay. Um, my website is my name. So, A. M-A-L-I-A-H-G-R-A-C-E dot com. It's very simple. And I am on Facebook as my name, Amelia Grace. I'm on Instagram, so you can get to see a lot of my artwork. That's uh, Amelia underscore Ashanti underscore Grace. Um, there was another Amelia Grace on there. I don't know. <laughs> It, it's starting to be used, my name. It's actually Hebrew. It's a spiritual name that I was asked to um, move into. And um, Grace, of course, because that's the energy of the divine feminine that I channel. Um, and there are, you can find that, that me on YouTube. So uh, many of my um, YouTube videos are up there. And I am on Facebook, but I've also got specific pages. I've got Amelia Grace Author. And um, and some of the workshops, some of the courses that I do have also got their own page, like the Ascension Star Codes of Light and the uh, Soul Line Clearing page. Um, if you go to Emily Grace forward stroke um, books, which is one of the tabs on my uh, website, you will be able to scroll down and see a, you'll be able to join a mailing list which is relating to um, buying or or the or the books. But there's also three um, three sections there I've put onto YouTube video where I'm speaking, where I'm reading the um, different chapters in the shamanic journey in Peru. So you can hear that. There's also several other interviews that you can source, so you can listen to. Um, and some of the promo promotional videos that I put together. So there's quite a lot. And then if you go, oh, sorry, if you go to the forward slash music, that's where the um, the uh, interviews are. Um, okay. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Well, I can't thank you enough. This has been an amazing um, time. We get to not only meet, but great yeah. uh, an amount of, helpful information i thank you for spending your your early morning with me in australia because it's the you know afternoon here in new mexico so actually late afternoon so um wow. i appreciate yeah. you, uh taking your early morning and spending it and sharing your um uh, fantastic information with new writers so Check yeah, out Amelia's site. And certainly I want to thank everybody uh, for listening in. 
here at leapintoyourstory.com or you discover your inner story and we help you break it down and, and process it for you and help you on your journey to leap into your own story. So mm-hmm. Amalia, thank you so much. And- thank you for tuning into the Leap Into Your Story podcast where you discover your inner story, break down the process, and meet others who've done it so you can leap into your own story. Remember to visit our website at leapintoyourstory.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're there, subscribe and like to us via your favorite social media network. We're looking forward to seeing you next time on the Leap Into Your Story podcast.